Hello, welcome to another edition of our Nexus Plus podcast from St. James in Gerrard Cross and Fulmer. My name is Christoph Lindner and today we bring you an update on Love Africa, our initiative to combat the poverty caused by HIV AIDS in Africa. For the last week we have had a special guest at St. James, Pastor Nicholas from Kakira in Uganda. Pastor Nicholas is one of our partners in the Love Africa program and several members of St. James have already visited his Tumaini children's home. And here is the recording of an interview between Martin Williams, our Associate Minister, and Pastor Nicholas a couple of days ago. Pastor Nicholas, it's wonderful to welcome you here to St. James. I remember the first time I met you, um, David Kabizwa of Asset drove us onto the sugar plantation past the beautiful sugar cane into the Kakira district and we came to see you at the Tamani Children's Home and we got out of the bus, it was our first day in Uganda mm -hmm. and we heard this amazing singing and we didn't even know where it was coming from and we certainly didn't know it was for us and we were welcomed by the children of the Tamani Children's Home and by you, yourself and that memory will always be with me as a wonderful introduction to, to you and to the ministry that you have up there. So we're very thrilled to have you at St. James and thank you so much for being with us. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, Pastor Nicholas, perhaps we could find out a bit more about your story and about how your, your church is ministering the gospel of Christ to people in the setting that you are in, which is very different from Gerard's Cross, I know. Tell us a bit about the place of the Kikira itself. What kind of place is it? Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Martin. Uh, Kikira Christian Center is an indigenous church involved in evangelism and um, uh, discipleship, church leaders training and planting churches. And our vision is to plant such churches with the same vision across uh, Kakira area, Jinja districts, and uh, covering the whole nation of Uganda. Kakira area, as you saw it a little bit, is uh, quite a very complicated place. Uh, it has so many cultures mixed together, and so many tribes coming in from all the districts within Uganda. And you will find that also in Kakira we have so many people from Sudan, from Rwanda, from Burundi, from Kenya, from Tanzania, from Congo. And all these neighboring countries are represented there in Kakira. And so you will find it is a kind of multilinguistic area, really, and a multicultural area. And the reason is because of the huge sugar factory owned by the Indian family called Madhvani. And uh, they are the main source of importing in so many cultures and many people coming in from Uganda. Um, at the moment, they employ about 7,000 people. And uh, these are the people who are scattered all, all over Kakira area. And the sugar plantation is on uh, three quarters of land. So we'll find that people of Kakira, a population of 28,000 people, they live on just a quarter of it, of the whole of Kakira. And the three, uh, three quarters consumed by sugar cane plantation. And, um, and there, there is a lot of alcoholic in Kakira where 
uh, so many people who are involved in uh, distilling uh, alcohol and uh, women who are involved in uh, prostitution and uh, some who are uh, affected both men and women affected by HIV AIDS and uh, many street children who are just roaming carelessly many orphans in Kakira only we have about 2000 orphans and so many children without fathers and many single mothers in Kakira just a small picture of how Kakira is yeah so how did you feel that god has called you to to begin this church work tell us a bit about how the, the Kakira Christian Center started in the first place god the story goes back to some few years 1980 but i want just to speak something about Kakira itself This is a church that uh, I had uh, a call when I was in exile in Kenya uh, from the Lord that he was going to send me back to my homeland to start a work for him and prepare people for him so I was looking forward to that vision to be fulfilled and it, that came alive in 1996 uh, when I took off with my family and uh, I said I have to start a church in Uganda So when I came in 96 I, I stayed for about three months praying that was in May I was there with my wife and my family seeking the Lord and then eventually in October 96 is when we planted the first church and we started the first church as a children's interdenominational ministry we had a call to first start with the children we had a passion for children as we saw the children scattered all over and suffering just getting involved into terrible situation and uh, not going to school we felt let's start with this we can't wait to do something big let's start with the children so we started children interdenominational church which we rented a, a big room a big hall and we were meeting there on Saturdays and Sundays afternoon we bought books and we gave to the older children to write in some things of god and we had two football which we used to play with them after teaching them and just have fun and good time and then we eventually got 150 children and among that number 50 children gave their lives to the lord and they started to move so powerful in the spirit that uh, they started to evangelize to their parents and the neighborhood and that's how the odol church was born in 96 so that's how we started off how wonderful so it sounds like a very tough place to be and many people um in in the uk might be thinking that maybe you're employed by a diocese maybe you receive a stipend and that helps you to finance uh, your family life and to mm-hmm. make sure that maybe you have some some resources to give to the life of your church mm-hmm. what's the reality how does how do you how do you live how how do you get from day to day as a church family and as a, as a family unit it is amazing uh, many people from my first day to come here people has been asking about that and it is amazing as i give the whole pitch of it and is difficult really for many people to understand this but i i believe some of you can understand it 
Kakira Christian Center is a completely a ministry of faith. We live by faith, trusting on God to meet our needs in a very difficult situation because uh, this ministry goes deep into the villages in poor, various areas where uh, many people don't want to be there and to work there too often. And uh, myself, I have seven children of my own, and I have one adopted son who is doing A-level this year. And uh, I have two other young girls staying with me, and uh, there are some others also who come to live with us. But um, I don't have any organization or any church or any individual that gives me salary or sends me money every month for my family or for the education of our children. We don't have that. Uh, what actually we are depending on and living on is God. So whoever God touches to send us some money or give us any support, we are so grateful to that. And uh, as we get it, we don't use it on our own alone. We have so many needs. We have so many people within the ministry. I have other ministers working with me who are who are taking care of the the other three churches, which we, sister churches we have planted in the Kakira, and they have families. Uh, they all depend on me. I have to try to raise money to pay for their rent, to medical fee, and all this stuff, and to educate my children, and. Um, uh, at the moment, all our children are uh, in high school and some of them are finished. We have only one in primary school at the moment. And uh, all these children, none of them has had any scholarship or sponsorship for education. We have been struggling to educate them, to feed them, to raise them up. And at the same moment, doing the work of the ministry. And uh, one issue which I usually tell my friends for an example, uh, we have learned to give God first, and then our needs follow. So that's our family principle in the ministry with my wife and my children. So if we get anyone who is concerned and feel that God is compelling on him to support us financially on a monthly basis or whatever may be, we will very much appreciate that. So you told us that there were many, many orphans in the Kakira district where you minister. Good. And you mentioned to us that some of them are with foster families mm -hmm. and some of them are living in the Chimani Children's Home mm -hmm. because it's such a unique situation there that so many people are living on land that doesn't belong to them. Mm -hmm. So many people are itinerant, moving in and out. So uh, the need for a children's home is uniquely mm -hmm. uh, strong in that area. Oh. But tell us a bit about your dreams and hopes for the children that you care for, because in such a difficult circumstances, it may be that we just feel that we'd like to help you feed them and clothe them and give them help um, just to survive. Mm. But your hopes and dreams for them are much more than just that, aren't they? Um, exactly, exactly what you are trying to say is true, because... Uh, uh, to my own children's home and uh, the children who are staying with the foster parents and uh, including young people in our church and all the other children within our Sunday school, within our church community, uh, I have a vision for them and uh, I'm passing over this vision also to the leadership I'm working with. 
we are raising up a community of the Church of Jesus Christ, which is going to, to bring a wonderful change within our nation and within the church setting. Uh, we are not just uh, in, at Tumaini Children's Home and all these groups I have mentioned. We help support even the youth whose parents are not able to help them finish the education. They are there. We have some number within the church. And also with the Tumaini children and those who are fostered, we are not helping them just as a church or an organization helping children to have education and feed them. No, we have a big vision for them. We want to see Christian values put in the lives of these young stars and young children so that in turn uh, they will be able to to go out with the same vision that we are having at Kakirakusa Center and start start planting healthy churches and uh, start moving out and doing some things that will bring glory to God. And this includes also producing wonderful leaders of our nation of tomorrow. So if the nation has to be strong tomorrow, it must have strong leaders. And if we expect to have a strong church tomorrow, we must have strong leaders who are committed to the things of God. So this is actually what we are doing. We want to see that the church is producing wonderful scientists, wonderful teachers, nurses, doctors, and uh, preachers moving all over. And then we will not have corrupt doctors. We'll have good doctors to attend to our patients in the hospitals. We are not going to have corrupt teachers. We are going to have good teachers who have God's heart. So this is actually our aim. And that's how we are seeing the children at Tumaini to be, not just ordinary orphans who are being fed, educated, no. Have something big for them. Yeah. And I know that um, the work you do with children, as you say, was right at the heart of your ministry from the beginning. Yeah. But now, of course, it's just one part of what you're doing. Um, you were telling me just uh, yesterday about the work you're doing, for example, encouraging your church family members to uh, clean up the area, um, mm. to care for the buildings around the place. Uh, you were telling me as well about um, the, the, the fact that you visit hospitals and you visit prisons. Tell us a bit more about the wider ministry of your church. The Kakira Church is covering a wide ministry of a whole man. So we aim to think that we touch man in every area. That includes both spirit and body and soul. So that's why we have a, a, a broad area of a holistic ministry also. This includes hospital ministry, prison ministry, youth ministry, children ministry, and also ministry to the elderly people who are homeless and have nobody to care for them. We take care of those and we have also widows ministry. We have, uh, yeah, we have also ministry to, to empower the women so that they can uh, at least be self-reliant, support themselves, and be able to support their families in a small way or the other. So uh, we aim to see that we alleviate poverty within our people and we want to see the community completely changed and we want our community to see the love of Jesus. We believe that the church is a community of believers and this is a community which can bring a change within families. So that's why we reach out to the people 
and we try the best we can to clean hospitals, to repair our roads using available tools and doing anything that we can be able to do to help the community. Yeah. Wonderful. As a church family, we're very excited that um, we've been introduced to you uh, through Asset as part of our relationship with Tear Fund. Yeah. And uh, we, we know that we've had some discussions over the last year or so about ways in which we might be able to help you. And that work has, has just begun. Um, but tell us a bit about how you think, having met us as a church and been here for a few days, how do you think we can help you most as a church family? What kinds of things can we do? that will really make a difference to your ministry? That's a very wider question to answer. Because uh, from last year, when Asset introduced you to us, it was exciting. You came at the hardest time of our ministry, when we were really pushed to the wall and we didn't know where to turn. And uh, to me, I usually tell our people that uh, our Coming to know you is a, a divine appointment. The way I put it in our records and coming to know you. Uh, it is really exciting because of the things that we see that God is laying on our hearts to support us and to stand with us in the different areas, especially with the children at Tumani Children's Home, where at the moment we have been able to, to rectify the roof, which was totally in a horrible situation. And at the moment, as I left home uh, about one week back, we had, uh, we have at the moment a very wonderful, beautiful roof. And that's because of the support we got from St. James. And also we have been able now to, to cover all the doors. We didn't have doors in several of our rooms. Now every room has a wonderful door, a very beautiful one. And uh, some things are coming up. And also... Uh, we are seeing some support coming in to help with the education of the children and uh, part of it for the feeding and also we are so grateful for that. But uh, I can't actually point specific things that we need you to do for us, but I, I want you to just see the need and maybe what I share with you and let, allow God, give God a enough space for him to lead you in what you can really support. Because we have so many projects at hand which we need to see coming up. We have a very huge project coming at the moment and uh, we, we trust God to start this in October and that's our church complex building and uh, which is huge at least compared to other projects we have started. We wanted to develop our children ministry, and we also wanted to, uh, to have empowering ministry within the church, which will now not cover only women, but will cover all people, because we want to make history, we want to make poverty history in all our churches. And this is the message we want to take across our nation and across the continent of Africa. And this is what we want to see happening in all the churches that we are going to plant to make poverty history in the church. And we have, uh, we have a vision, we have objectives, and we believe if you stand with us effectively, we are going to make it together and make a difference. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, as, as you know, and many others know, that Love Africa at St. James is an initiative which has been particularly sparked by uh, the sense that God has put it on our heart 
to respond to the issues of poverty. And of course, HIV and AIDS is the, the thing that seems to drive poverty more relentlessly than anything. Mm-hmm. And so discovering the impact of HIV and AIDS on your community was a really extraordinary thing for us to witness. And it seems that uh, there will be potential in the future for us to continue to work with you to see many of those children and, and those widows uh, empowered to fulfil their God-given potential in the future. So we're, we're just so grateful to God that uh, we've met with you. Uh, we're so grateful to God for the passion that you've put upon your heart. And thank you so much for spending time with us. And I know that members of the church family will be visiting you even before the end of this year. Uh, so perhaps do a little bit of children's ministry among you and just meet some of your other children's ministers. And uh, we hope and pray that that will be fruitful as well. But Pastor, thank you so much and bless you for being with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Love Africa or get regular updates, you can go to our website, which is www.loveafrica.org.uk. And our church website is at www.saintjames.org.uk. Thank you for listening.